Welcome to Grace United Church on this second Sunday of Advent. A special welcome back to our choir. It is a good day to be here, where everyone is welcome to worship in person, virtually, by live stream, at home, on the local cable stations, by YouTube video later. Grace and peace to you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who brings us to come together at this time. We have a few announcements. We'll start with Laura Lee. Good morning. I'm, I'm so happy to be here, and I just got a little tear in my eye with the choir back. So, so great to have you back. Um, today is a very, every day is a special day, but today is a very, very special day because we are having our hot chocolate fundraiser. We did this in years past, but we have had it on pause for a few years, and we're just really delighted to welcome you after church to our hot chocolate fundraiser. We do this at Christmas time in order to fund gifts with vision. So maybe you have seen this as you're coming into church, this little magazine, which you can choose to um, yourself donate money to buy gifts for people in this country or over across the world. What our Sunday school has chosen to do in years past and this year is we try and um, raise enough money to fund a program, to fund a gift for children or families here in Canada and one overseas. So God, though, tells us not to think small. He says, you think big when you go do things. So we're actually trying to fund three gifts with vision this year um, with um, our hot chocolate fundraiser. So um, we're gonna tell you a little bit about them. Operation Backpack. Children who live in poverty. poverty in the rural community of North Dundas, Ontario, often short, start the week, um, school week, hungry because they do not get enough to eat over the weekend. Um, re rising. rising food prices are only making the problem worse. The houses of Lazarus pro provide a bag of food every Friday, on including high protein items, fresh produce, and milk to children and young youth in need. Teachers slip the food into children's backpacks so no one feels singled out and students come to school on Mondays ready to learn. So that's our first gift with Fidgen that we're collecting money for. Our second one is um, in Manitoba, and it's called Return of the Buffalo. In Manitoba, 90% of children in the care of child and family services are indigenous. The cycle of colonialism began centuries ago. 
The trauma of child apprehension leaves lifelong attachment wounds for children and deepens their parents' despair. To end this colonial cycle, Indigenous culture must be the way forward. Sandy Salu Spiritual Center in Beaujeu, Manitoba, is fostering Indigenous families' well-being through the return of the buffalo, a program centered around land that combines traditional knowledge with trauma-informed care. By learning about returning to the land, Indigenous lifeways, and respect for all of our relations, families will begin to heal. Safe spaces for LGBTQIA2S plus youth at risk. LGBTQIA2S plus refugees who flee Uganda for safety in Kenya continue to face hatred and violence because of their sexual orientation or gender identity. These youth find safe shelter and informed support through the Pembizo Christian Council. Pembizo also connects youth with vital resources like healthcare, counseling, and job training, and provides an inclusive spiritual community for those who seek it. So these are the three different gifts with vision that we've chosen to fundraise for today. And we have a beautiful hot chocolate fundraiser ready for you after church with lovely treats as well. So please, I know not everybody would fund a whole gift with vision themselves, but if you can donate to ours, it's a way we can all help everyone here in Canada and overseas as well. Thank you so much. And thank you, a little thank you, especially to everyone who worked so hard on the parade float, who drove the parade float last night, Heather, who helped us all this fall into the winter now with hand chimes. We, we um, were able to perform yesterday at the PH Center, and then we were all on the float again last night. It's just been so nice to all be together and be doing these, um, these things that just are so special to all of us. So thank you to everyone involved, and thanks for coming to our fundraiser after church. Good morning. I want to talk to you today about the Christmas Day dinner. Faye Moore, a longtime Grace United Church member, has decided to continue the traditional Christmas Day turkey dinner out of the Grace CE Hall at 12 noon. Faye relies on her friends and family to help organize this dinner. It is free for anyone who may be spending Christmas alone or unable to afford a Christmas dinner. She is preparing for 125 people and hopes that people will volunteer to help her with the preparation on December 24th and 25th. If you wish to attend the dinner, there is a blue sign-up sheet on the church's kitchen door where you can put your name and the number of the people in your party. On the 24th, the turkeys are cooked and volunteers are needed to peel and chop potatoes, turnip and sweet potato. We start at 10 a.m. or whenever you can come. In the afternoon, the turkeys will be finished cooking and we will need turkey carvers. This week, I'll be making phone calls to those who have carved in the past, but speak to me today after church if you know you can be available. 
The five to six carvers will need an assistant to remove and put the meat into pans. After the carvers have finished, we need help with kitchen cleanup, as there will be roasters to wash and put away. There is a Christmas Eve service here also, so we need to leave the kitchen clean. Christmas Day, December 25th, tables will be set up, and this year there will be servers at each main dish. Dessert will be plated on side tables. There will be many jobs available before the dinner and a lot of cleanup of dishes and general cleanup following. Those helping on Christmas Day will also be fed. It would be really helpful to have a volunteer who can operate the dishwasher and know where dishes, glasses, etc. go in the cupboards. We'd like to have a carol sing prior to the dinner, so if someone could offer to play piano as well, and also a song leader that would help us also. You can speak to me after the service today. There's also a yellow sign-up sheet for volunteers on the kitchen door, where you can indicate the day and the time you're available to help. If you're watching from home, you can contact Karen Shear by calling 519-364-1362. And another item, the Salvation Army Kettle Campaign. Um, I volunteered uh, this week, and last week there were still some two-hour shifts that still need coverage over the next weeks leading up to Christmas. If you think you could help them out, call the Salvation Army, 519-364-3450, and ask for Jen. An announcement for today, uh, Holiday Favorites Christmas Concert, featuring our own Yuki, Adrian Little, and Christina Edwards at the Southampton United Church today at 3 p.m. And the, there's no charge, but it's by donation. And the funds they raise are going to be towards a second baby grant at their church. So, um, Next Sunday's service on the 11th will be another special service. It's our, we're calling it our coffee, cookies, and carols. During our time in church, you will be able to enjoy a beverage and cookies during the service. It's going to be a service filled with music from our hand chime ensembles, the children's ukulele group, music from the choir, readings, and carol singing with the congregation. It's just going to be a really nice, relaxing service. If you can bring your own coffee mug, that will help us out in the kitchen. The kitchen will be a busy place next Sunday with the meals being put together and delivered to members of our congregation. On December 18th, another special treat after church, join the Christian Development Committee as we take you on a journey to Bethlehem. Readings will take us on travels with four stops along the way with food. There will be a free will donation for the meal, and the money from that will go towards the general local funds of our church. Are there any other announcements? Okay. So at this time, we recognize that we are on the traditional territory of the Ottawa, Mississauga, and Anishinaabe First Nations, and the territory of the Métis people and that we are all people of Treaty 45 and one-half. May we continue to work to be in right relations with our Indigenous neighbours and to speak up 
and speak out against systematic race and colonialism. We continue our Advent journey, a time of anticipation and yearning, a time of active waiting. Rest in the spirit, offer peace to the restless, share with the poor. Our Advent candles are more than decoration. They help us to talk about hope, Jesus, and peace. I'd like to show the way forward, the signal places safety and sanctuary. Jesus, the peacemaker, invites us to seek justice, love, kindness, and to walk humbly following the way. Our peace is firmly grounded in God. Peace burns brightly in the December shadows. Come with anticipation. Now we'll sing our hymn, A Candle is Burning, Voices United, number six, verse two. Time, we will join together in the passing of peace of Christ with a wave or a nod and saying to each other, the peace of Christ be with you and also with you. Peace of Christ. <laughs> peace of Christ. <laughs> peace of Christ. Holy God, you are help and liberation for the people. Because of your compassion, the sun will rise over us. We come to worship not to see or hear, but to be seen and heard by God. Not to help ourselves, but to seek God's help and be helpful in turn. Let us open ourselves to God's renewing presence in an opening prayer. Let us pray. God of Advent peace, we are told that the baptizer purified the people from sin so that they would become a way for you through the wilderness, a path through which all humankind would see the good news lived out. Help us to see his words, not as threats of destruction, but as promises of hope and peace. Help us to see that ways that we are preventing your divine intentions for the world 
and to make level the valley and hills of our lives. Send us your spirit of peace so that all may see a transformed life is possible. Amen. We'll now sing Come Through Long Expected Jesus Voices United number two. Got a lot of stuff here, sorry. <laughs> this is um, <clears throat> not a minute for mission. The minute for mission actually is uh, gifts with vision. So we're going to support that afterwards with our coffee or with our hot chocolate. So um, anyway, today we're, I'm going to talk about um, our missions, which we have been doing throughout the year and supporting. Um, okay, so we have that up there. Um, I want to just talk about several things that have gone on over the year. Um, first of all, that the rooming house fire that you remember back in the late winter. Um, as you can see from the slide there, we um, raised $3,420 uh, to help the people there. And we received a couple of letters of thank you. And I'll read those quickly here. Um, it's, uh, their writing is as bad as mine, so it's a little hard to read. Uh, thank you so much for the donation to support the um, victims of the Hanover Fire. Um, your support from the wee hours of the morning uh, and this wonderful gift, um, let the fire victims know that they are loved and cared for. And the second letter is a thank you. Thank you for um, your recent donation to support the Hanover Fire victims. Thank you for being there. Um, for your neighbors from the early morning moments. Uh, uh, <clears throat> so thank you for being hope. And I don't know who signed it because their signature is as bad as mine too. So. Um, secondly, we um, supported the Ukraine Fund, which uh, you see up there as well. Um, Donations directly to United Church, uh, through our church, and, um, and uh, also to the Canadian Food Grain Bank, and then um, directly to Canadian Food Grain Bank. Um, so uh, that, that totaled um, $21,000.16. So that's an amazing amount of money. I actually had to phone Laurel <laughs> and confirm that that was a, uh, the amount because I, I couldn't believe that, uh, that your generosity. So thank you very much. The support for Canadian Food Grain Bank is, is also um, really great because it is a wonderful organization. Um, the money you give directly to, um, although this, the money through the Ukraine Fund is matched by the government because Canadian Food Grain Bank is one of 12 charities in Canada that the government supports. Uh, by matching their funding uh, for emergencies when they call for emergency relief. So um, it's, a, it's a top uh, uh, charity in Canada. It's also on the um, list, of 12, uh, list of 10 um, charities um, according to uh, the Charity Intelligence Organization. And to be on that top 10 list, you have to provide six to $7 worth of service for every dollar you collect. So that's an amazing organization. And, and when you give 
to the, the um, actual Canadian Food Grain Bank, the government will support those funds four to one. So every time you give to Canadian Food Grain Bank, it, it doubles and triples and whatever. It, uh, it's an amazing organization. Um, our food drives <clears throat> for the Salvation Army Food Bank, um, approximately 900 pounds um, in our two uh, spring, the spring and fall drives, plus um, 300 and about $358 uh, was given through that. And then we, we give, um, there's always some uh, food given uh, during the week or brought on Sundays as well, which is delivered to, uh, to the food drive. So another um, amazing organization to help there and, and do a great job. Now the angel tree is back there. Now unlike most Christmas trees, we want that Christmas tree to be bare by uh, before Christmas. And I noticed there are three tags on there, so if you could grab a tag, one of those tags on your way out, that would be great. Um, okay, so um, the local missions. If we can go on to, there's that slide up there. Um, our local missions, um, we have a uh, $9,200 is what we want to raise, and according to uh, Laurel, and it's hard to read up there for me, uh, hopefully this is better, yes, uh, $9,855.41 has been raised for those missions, so we're quite a bit over, but that's fine. Um, I'm just going to say a, a few words on these, um, what some of these... Um, groups have been doing. I've already talked about Canadian Food Grain Bank and the Hanover Food Bank. Um, the uh, <clears throat> John Diefenbaker School Student Success Program, um, the money that we have given there, um, they have over the past uh, year uh, provided uh, food, good food boxes, Christmas hampers, which will be coming up um, backpack program where they send kids home with a backpack full of food. And, um, and uh, during the quarantine, um, any lockdowns, there were food going out to families. So they, they also provide um, soap, shampoos, uh, winter coats, hats, boots, um, binders, pens, pencils, um, and, uh, and there's a whole list of things that they, they provide there as well. Um, and. Uh, for the helping of mental health of, the, of the, some of the students, they have provide um, art therapy and um, ice skating, uh, trips to um, Allen Park, arts and craft, and, um, and other things. So that's another wonderful program that we support. Um, uh, the Women's House of um, Bruce and Gray, um, they provide a 24-7 crisis line, a women's shelter, in fact, there's two of them. There's one in Owen Sound and one in Concordon. Outreach counseling, group counseling, transition and second stage housing services, sexual assault and human traffic services, and child witness counseling. <clears throat> they are always in need of more money, of course. Um, the spiritual care, which is the um, hospital chaplaincy, um, it provides uh, companions, who understand the healthcare system and help to advocate for people, and bedside support, um, and they have <clears throat> the um, the money prov it provides the spiritual care providers and, and um, during hospitalization and support also for the family. So again, another very good organization. And Camp McGovern, 
Of course, the camps have, have been um, had a difficult time the last few years, uh, but uh, we still have given to um, Camp McGovern because uh, in the uh, in their down times uh, during the pandemic, um, they have been able to um, enhance the, the Camp McGovern and um, help uh, their, <clears throat> their facilities um, and uh, canoeing programs. And they fixed uh, they've been investing in their pond, which they have there on the on the on the uh, property, uh, to make it. Um, a better place for the, for the swimming. So those are um, what we are doing with our um, local missions. And um, I would ask now that like, our local mission uh, is certainly provided for, and if you could uh, maybe um, help a little more with the mission and service fund. It's a little low, and of course our general fund is quite a bit low, so I'll put that plug in for George too. To, we're, but anyway, um, I thank you very much for the generosity throughout the year. It's, it's amazing um, and wonderful for all your help. And the choir, wonderful. See you back. Great. If I can find it with all this paper. From Malachi, chapter 3, verses 1 to 7. We very rarely ever read from Malachi. Look, I am sending my messenger who will clear the path before me. Suddenly the Lord, whom you are seeking, will come to his people. The messenger of the covenant in whom you, are, in whom you take delight is coming, says the Lord of heavenly forces. Who can endure the day of his coming? Who can withstand his appearance? He is like the refiner's fire or the cleaner's soap. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. They will belong to the Lord, presenting a righteous offering. The offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord, as in ancient days and in former years. I will draw near to you for judgment. I will be quick to testify against the sorcerers, the adulterers, those who swear falsely, against those who cheat the day laborers out of their wages, as well as oppress the widow and the orphan, and against those who brush aside the foreigner and do not revere me, says the Lord of heavenly forces. I am the Lord, and I do not change, and you, children of Jacob, have not perished. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have deviated from my laws and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you says the Lord of heavenly forces. But you say, how should we return? This is the trustworthy witness of God's faithful people through the ages, the divine word to us today. Amen. Now the choir.
good to be back as a choir. Just like to thank Willie for all her years of service as leading the choir. <laughs> and, a, and a thank you to Heather for taking this new leadership on. Our sermon today is by Reverend Chelsea Masterman from Grace United Church in Edmonton, Alberta. We are invited thematically to explore the promise of peace offered by the birth of, as well as the return of Jesus at the day of Christ, as Paul puts it. One of my Bible dictionaries reminds us that the day of Christ is an expression for the day in which Christ will return from heaven, raise the dead, hold the final judgment, and perfect his kingdom. As we wait, we live in the in-between time. The season of Advent invites us daily to remember that. The United Church of Canada Worship Resource Gathering tells us that the term Advent comes via Old English from the Latin Adventus, which means arrival. It is a combination of ad, which means to, and veneer, or venere. My Latin's not too great, which means come. In Advent, we are anticipating the arrival of the baby Jesus, as well as the second coming of Christ. And so today, as we live in this in-between time, we heard a passage called the Benedictus, the Song of Zechariah, John the Baptist's dad. The priest Zechariah sang this hymn to the faithfulness of God throughout history, telling what his baby son's role will be in preparing the way for the Son of God, the Son of Mary and Joseph, Jesus Christ, the dawn from on high, who will break into our cold night and guide our feet into the way of peace. As we live in this in-between time, having someone guide us into the way of peace offers a light of hope. You see, even though we believe that Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, dwells in both the heavenly realm and right here among us, within our hearts, we still often find ourselves living in a dominant culture of fear and anxiety and self-sufficiency, in a culture like that, it becomes easy to treasure things like wealth, political power, personal prestige, reputation over character, valuing our own human rights over the human rights of people we do not know or understand. It's as if the parts of humanity and creation that are most valuable in the heavenly scheme of things, most valuable in real relationships with each other and with God, these things get all kind of wrapped up and covered and interwoven with things that really have no heavenly value. These treasures of heaven that live within us become obscured, as if when we try to catch a glimpse of them, we find ourselves looking through a glass dimly. Treasures like love and mercy, compassion and wisdom, justice and grace. These are the treasures we are called to offer to God in worship and in our daily life. Yet, as Malachi pointed out in our first reading, these treasures are so easily discarded when we find ourselves clinging to things like sorcery or adultery, swearing or making oaths falsely, the oppression of hired workers in their wages, and the oppression of widows and orphans. The treasures are discarded by practices of thrusting aside the alien or the foreigner, foreigner in our midst by not fearing God, 
I'll just reframe a few of those. First, the fear of God. The term fear can bring up a huge block in people who are recovering from teachings that present Jesus as vengeful and judgmental. I find it personally helpful to substitute words in my mind for fear when I read it in reference to God. So words like awe or reverence. It's the sort of fear I feel when I'm in the mountains and I suddenly catch a glimpse of how tiny I am, how vulnerable, how beautiful and complex and totally beyond my full comprehension life is out there. The other two concepts I'll refrain are sorcery and adultery. I'm still working on my understanding of what the Bible means when it talks about sorcery, um, partly because prophets and priests and practitioners of magic sometimes do things that look similar. So I might not be right about this, but where I'm at is that the problem with sorcery is when it removes God from the equation. Uh, as well in the Bible, it is sometimes associated with worshiping gods other than the God of Israel, which in the Bible is a problem. Um, and then lastly, when it comes to adultery, <laughs> marriage is complicated and human relationships are complicated. And sometimes even humans who love each other deeply can betray each other deeply. And I believe humans are capable of true repentance and that God can use deeply painful times in our lives to bring healing and even good. And no matter what, God loves us. But adultery in the Bible doesn't only refer to marriage, and I think that is important to recognize here. It also refers to idol worship, to cheating on God, to putting another God above God, to prioritizing anything above God, money, politics, social status. Whether we're married or not, most of us can think of times in our lives when the pendulum swings away from prioritizing God and toward any number of other things. And sometimes it's not even entirely clear what things are holy and what are not. In Malachi's time, which was probably around 500 years before Jesus was born, many Jews had returned from exile in Babylon to Judah. Some Jews had never been exiled, and other people had moved to Judah who did not have a Jewish background, and some of them had married Jews. They were living in a highly pluralistic culture where it was un at times unclear what faithful living really looked like. And frankly, I feel some identification with these folks as I watch various types of Christians take varying political viewpoints practice varying forms of worship, and prioritize vastly different values. All the while, when we are at our best, most of us, I like to think, believe in our hearts that we are doing the right, most faithful thing. So how can all of us be guided together in the way of peace? John the Baptist, when he's grown, no longer the baby his dad is singing proudly about today. John will call us to repentance. And the people in Malachi, long before John, ask, how can we return? How can we go back? How can we change our ways? How can we repent? How can we find ourselves, friends, in the sort of relationship with each other in which we can truly say, in all honesty, I thank my God every time I remember you, as Paul does, 
writing the church in Philippi from his place in prison. Sometimes we need to return to the basics. We need to be honest with ourselves, with others, with God. Confess to ourselves, to others, to God, those areas in which we fall short of loving well, of living into God's vision for our lives. We, we can also confess our pain and our fear, not because anything's wrong with being in pain or feeling fear, but because so often we are told we need to keep those things to ourselves. And when we keep those things to ourselves, sometimes they end up festering, causing us more pain. And sometimes, though certainly not always, prompting us to inflict our own pain on others. So what can give us the courage to confess all of this? Well, it certainly helps me to be honest when I remember my faith that God will always work within us to help the true treasures emerge. Malachi talks about the refiner's fire, a fire that helps the precious metals of gold and silver emerge from the rock they are encased in. The commentator Jennifer Ayres points out, one writer has suggested that a silversmith knows that the refining process is complete only when she observes her own image reflected in the mirror-like surface of the metal. If this is the case, does the prophet also suggest that the image of God is restored in this process? Is humanity deemed good and righteous when once again the divine image is reflected in the human heart? So if that's the case, then the one we await is the one who most purely reflects the image of God, loving and righteous. In our worship and in our living, in our working and in our loving, can we be open to awe, to reverence, to faithfulness, to partnering with, involving God as we commit to truth and caring for the vulnerable? Can we be open to paying people what they're worth and welcoming refugees and newcomers, valuing the human rights of strangers as much as we value our own and those of our loved ones? Can we adapt our own selves to open our hearts to people who don't fit our various cultures, but who nevertheless find themselves among us seeking relationship and community? In this in-between time, can we confess where we fall short in any one of those areas and take it to the child whose birth we await? The one who will receive us as we are and work with us to bring out all that we can be, to bring out all that is within us that is made in the image of God, those treasures of heaven, even as we cling to the faith that somehow Mysteriously, just as we are, we are already made in God's image. Can we embrace an active, living, transformative faith through which the realm of God may be glimpsed? In this in-between time, our faith calls us to the hope of the promise that in courageously allowing ourselves to be drawn into an active and living faith, we will find our feet guided into the way of peace.
and the birth of the child who embodies the way of peace is coming soon. May God give us the courage and the grace through which we may prepare our hearts. Amen. We will now sing, Are You a Shepherd? More Voices 126. is an act of worship and faith. We worship God by dedicating the first portion of our wealth as a gift, whatever that portion might be, before we are asked and before a need is expressed. We have a faith that our offering will be a blessing in our lives and will further the renewing and reconciling work to which we are called. Let us worship God with our offering.
God of Advent peace, we wish to be partners with one another and with you in making your grace known far and wide. May these gifts represent our desire to enrich the love we have known, and may these gifts and our lives bear fruits of peace and joy. Amen. When we pray together in community, the concerns of each of us spoken or unspoken are shared by all. Let us pray. God of grace, we know that you are the source of all good things, joining us in all our rejoicing and that we are in our suffering, you are nearer to us than we can imagine, holding us with a love that will not let us go. Today, we bring before you our celebrations and our concerns, trusting that the, as our prayers arise, your joy, mercy, comfort, and endurance will be poured out on us and on all those who are in our hearts or known to you alone. In places of illness and injury, in places of abuse and victimization, in places of oppression and captivity, in places of hunger and homelessness, in places of exploitation and slavery, in places of war and the struggles for justice, in places of pollution and destruction of natural habitat, in places of uncertainty and rapid change. As with all things named and unnamed, we trust in your goodness and wisdom and rest easy in your arms of compassion. And take a moment to pray for ourselves. And gathering all of our prayers into one, we pray in Jesus' name and in Jesus' way, saying together, each in the language of, the heart, of our heart. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. And we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. After the service, please come to the CE Hall to enjoy the hot chocolate and cookies being provided by the Christian Development Committee and the Sunday School. Coffee and juice are available. For the adventurous coffee drinker, you can mix your hot chocolate and coffee. <laughs> Advent is a time for loving togetherness. Let us journey with peace. Christ comes into the world with hope and joy. God's beginnings are often surprising. Now may the Holy One enrich your love for each other and for all. And may the grace of Jesus Christ be with you today and always. Amen. Mm -hmm.
Time. 